0: He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake because Joe Dawson is watching you sleep. Creepy as shit. Yep. Joe.
1: That is creepy. He doesn't have a beard and kind of is more heavy set. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Go.
2: All right. So are we advancing a new theory that Joe is Santa.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Oh. <laughs> Santa is a watcher. <laughs> He's the ultimate watcher.
1: Yeah, I'm Santa, a watcher. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
2: Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the show where each and every week we uh, discuss a different facet of the Highlander universe and talk about it in detail. And in cases like this, engage in some
1: all-purpose tomfoolery. No time's here, though. That's right. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. And this is Eamon. Not a time oh, to be seen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And Santa's ah, here, Santa. too. Oh, hey, Santa. Hello, Kyle. You've been a good boy this year.
2: <laughs> That's, that shocks even me, but it's so come, good to hear. Come over here and sit on
1: Santa's lap. <laughs> well, if you say so. <laughs> That's right. Right here. <laughs> oh. oh, it's so soft. Tell me what you want for Christmas this year, Kyle, or maybe we'll save that for later.
0: Maybe we should save that for yeah,
1: later. Yeah, Santa, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, bye, Santa. All right. But our readers have sent us some Christmas cheer over the course of the past few months. Yeah, I have. mean,
2: that's the ultimate gift for us. That's The, right. the Christmas cheer from our fans. And they have sent us a bunch of reader mail. That that's we the probably... ultimate gift? No, I was going
0: to say mine's money. (laughs) (laughs) So readers, maybe uh, send us money instead of these letters. Is there a way they can do that? Hell
2: yeah. We are launching a Patreon. So if you want to spread a little Christmas cheer our way... You know, just go online, start contributing. Just search for Highlander Rewatched. You'll find our page. You know, you can contribute at any amount. No amount is too small. We appreciate you. We love you. And in fact, if you contribute for a certain number of months consecutively, there'll uh, be little gifts heading your way. You know, you might find yourself the sudden owner of a magnet. Or Ooh. a custom piece of art from uh the world famous Amon.
1: From me Amen. <laughs> wait a
2: minute. <laughs> it was me the whole time. Oh, wow. oh man.
1: So I was sitting on your
2: lap. That's right.
1: <laughs> what was that poking? Me? <laughs> that was my the uh, pen
2: oh okay Okay. that checks out you you are well known for carrying pens around as an artist that's right Mm -hmm. even though i had to
1: borrow a pen from keith today that's right (laughs) well then you put it in your pocket promptly i'm sure that's right to book kyle
0: but yeah go check it out scope out our patreon we'd love it if you did that's right so this week we're gonna be reading a lot of the mail submissions you've sent us over the past couple months talking about them Passion things out,
2: opening up a special Christmas
0: gift and we from one get of our a... special fans, mm-hmm.
2: which is Ooh. also a better gift than reader mail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope this is full of money, or I'll be real disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to open? Or Eamon, do you want to open this? You have nothing yeah, in your sure. hand.
2: And also, we'll be—I imagine—we'll be engaging in a little generalized holiday tomfoolery. What with Christmas around the corner?
0: Sure, I'm in the holiday spirit. This is th- technically this is the Rewatcher's Christmas party today.
2: It's true. We're feeling very festive. The we, tree is lit. We've listened to some Christmas carols. We are drinking a bunch of. Light, mm-hmm. we ate a traditional Christmas curry before
1: this. That's right, a so- Christmas crime curry. <laughs> 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 so I'm opening <laughs> <laughs> the package.
0: <Fuck. laughs> Christmas, oh, it's got a note.
1: There's a note rewatchers have more stuff to scan as you also become the highlander archivists oh. enjoy wendy p thanks hey. Wendy. Hey, wendy thanks friend thanks. of the show wendy you're swell we
2: got to uh, meet wendy in person that was a real convention highlight i think for all of us it was and she played a
0: game most of Stan us Kirsten,
1: the actor <laughs> sorry featured in highlander <laughs> sorry that oh. was a burn
0: and i apologize already and I told it, it, it. went it flew by. I didn't even hear it. Kyle, you said it was a joy for all of us to meet her, and I said most of us. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well,
2: I <laughs> forgot that Keith and Wendy have a fake
1: rivalry that's that right. we're stoking on this show. <laughs> a fake rivalry. So let's let's carry that into
2: the next season.
1: Exactly. Well, there's this uh sexy photograph of Adrian Paul. That's is that
2: signed by autographed. him? Autographed. Ooh, that is sexy. He's making love to me with his eyes. A picture of Stinker.
1: Hey, look at that. He played Richie Ryan in the television series <laughs> Highlander. Wait, which one? Highlander.
0: Oh. Do I know that one?
1: I don't think so. Oh, okay. Here's Adrian Paul and Stan Kirsch. Oh,
0: that picture's amazing.
1: That's a really Look good
0: one. Look at that hairdo. Oh, yeah.
2: That's Rich- some 90s shit right there.
1: Richie's head looks like flat top.
2: <laughs> yes, it does.
1: From Dick Tracy.
2: <laughs> flat top from Dick Tracy. Yeah, you are correct about
1: that, and I'm upset that I get that reference. <laughs> and he's also holding a Tommy gun in the picture.
2: Yeah, that explains it.
1: <laughs> we also have this uh, magazine that says... Just a Guy, the newsletter of the PWFC, which I'm assuming means the Peter Wingfield Fan Club, because it says it right mm. on the cover. So this is pretty cool. This is like a fan publication dedicated to Peter Wingfield, who played Mythos.
2: Just a guy, like uh, Paul, the husband. in like Paul, <laughs> the
0: husband. He's just
1: a normal guy running for Congress. <laughs>
0: right. Stay tuned to learn more about Paul in a future episode. <laughs> That's exciting. Double
1: jeopardy. And there are two of these, two Peter Wingfield fan club fan three,
0: three. Oh, we should have videotaped this. What are we
1: doing, oh. We're schmucks?
0: What's happening on the back of that one?
1: So in the back of is this that guy, one. Oh
0: wow! Look at that. Is this
1: in his medical training? It is.
0: Ooh, that's a young hot doctor, Peter Wingfield. Young hot, hot. D- hot doctors. Remember hot, doc- hot room doctors. Hot room doctors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think this is for TV because it says underneath "used by permission of Granada Television."
0: Now that's a hospital. <laughs>
1: Oh, Granada, Granada, Television, Granada Hospital. Television Hospital. Granada Television Hospital. And then there's some lovely stippled artwork by uh, Lori Robb. I think that's actually a pretty nice drawing.
2: Is. That is a pretty nice drawing.
1: Yeah. Good job, Lori. Hell of a thing you did. And then there is a Adrian Paul picture cut out from a magazine. All right. I think we have this one already. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. I don't think we no, have just, the article about Forever Night printed on the back. Hey! Vampire Nick Knight returns to his neck-chomping adventures in an action-packed new season.
1: (laughs) Neck-chomping adventures. Here's a picture of Richie.
0: extremely serious.
1: He's very stern.
0: He is. He's got no chill.
1: Oh, this might be my new favorite thing ever. (laughs) It seems like two of these pictures are stuck together, so we might have to do some surgery later. Yeah. But here's a picture of Stan Kirsch with a dog. Oh,
2: this is amazing. <laughs> Do we think it's was Adrian's this leader dog? Of the
1: pack? It has to be.
2: It's like a Rottweiler.
1: It's a Whoa. Rottweiler. Yeah. It Agent might be one Paul of Adrian's dogs. I don't know if it's the
0: leader of the pack dogs. But... Um, was she in heat? We should check. Just yeah. check.
1: Richie's checking, by the way. <laughs> really? <of this> <laughs> he Look at his
0: hands creeping down there. Yeah. It's getting low.
1: And then some assorted uh, photographs.
0: Here's some high-quality, glossy reproductions. Some of the
1: highest-quality reproductions. <laughs> This is really nice, Wendy. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, this is
0: awesome. This Whoa,
1: is look at this sweet. one of Joe pointing a gun at us. Yikes. <laughs> Zeist. Zeist. Thank you, Wendy. Oh, cool, Wendy. And now I guess we're the official Highlander arch- Archivists. Archivists.
2: Archivists. Yeah. You know, I like a, a little Archives to, like, dress some mashed potatoes Yeah, put some potato, like with
0: bacon, and Archives.
2: Yeah, that's good. Just the guy. Well, thank you so much, Wendy.
1: It's the nicest Christmas gift us three jabronis could ever ask for. It's absolutely the nicest Christmas gift I've ever received. Really? Ever? In the 33 years of my life. And I'm leaving these at Keith's house. So I don't even get to take them home. That's right.
0: You've had some rough Christmases,
1: my Keith horsewhips me if I try to take any of the Highlander <laughs> merchandise home with me.
0: It's true. It's It's aggressive. Why do you
1: even have
0: the horse oh whip? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, why do I have the merchandise? No. I got the
1: merchandise. I got Keith the merch. does
2: have the merchandise. And I don't know, Amen. I somehow got the I, goods. Somehow I've got the feeling that this Christmas might work out a little better for you.
1: Hmm. What a odd comment to make. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll accept it.
0: <laughs> Guys, should, should we... we read some reader mail? I Top
1: into so. this. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Brighten up our spirits. All right. First one. Guys, we got an email from Brian S., brian's brian's this is an older episode timeless that is an older one we haven't been talking about that for months so brian writes us a bit of wacky rehash of a similar if not identical plot how many pre-immortals have dun- has duncan run across are they always female with the exception of raw dog ryan claudia seems such a wasted character i agree that max sword choice for claudia seemed counterintuitive a smaller more balanced blade would have made use of her size and agility speed versus power Although I did like the farcical and comedic undertones as Walter sought to remake Claudia into his own personal musical ingenue. What is that right? I don't know. Ingenue. Ingenue. I don't know what that means either.
1: She's that a poet. Maya like, Angelou. Uh, yeah, Maya Angelou. Yeah, it. It's a poet.
0: <laughs> That's a good joke. I still don't know what the word means though.
1: An ingenue is like. Uh...
0: No, but wait. Let's wait till Wendy writes us a letter about it. Okay. So hold on, guys. It's coming. A more dark ending... We love you, ending.: Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to lean real into my grumpiness this episode.
1: You're a real Scrooge McDuck That's this true. episode. A real grumpy Keith.
0: That's right. A more dark ending with Claudia taking Walter's head would have been more interesting, as it would have given Whoa. her not only her first quickening, but also that spark, see what I did there, to reignite her musical creativity, and given a reason later in season for Duncan to intervene, as she would have been seeking out other young immortals to feed her need for creativity. Oh, interesting. I apologize I like for the essay, gentlemen. Don't apologize. This is a very short essay. We get some in <laughs> In the, in the scope of essays that we get, this is a novella. P.S. Mythos. A love story. A ratings bonanza because the alternative would be unthinkable. Hmm. In tune, Brian S. Thanks, Brian's. Yeah. Sent from an Android. Ooh, an Android. Beep He's beep beep an Android beep beep man. Beep yep. No one's
2: perfect, but... Uh... Ouch. <laughs> I have nothing against Android phones. <laughs> That's a fun comment. I could have... Been into that seeing a decapitated Walter.
0: <laughs> yeah, you guys hated Walter. Yeah, fuck
2: that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a sadistic
1: clown and manipulative at that.
2: Mm, yeah, and also a manipulative. And, <laughs> and a manipulative. Though I did at enjoy that. all the Looney Tunes ways he attempted to kill what's her name? Claudia? Yeah.
1: Jardine? Jardine. Amen. Oh. Hey, read us our next video, reader mail. So this is from Jim S. on The Blitz. And Jim wrote us um, a lot of interesting stuff about The Blitz. So I'm just going to highlight a few items that I thought we should share with our audience. Mm. So the Australian reporter, I mean plucky American radio broadcaster (laughs) from The Blitz, uh, broadcasting from the roof of a hotel in London during The Blitz is no doubt a riff on CBS radio man Edward R. Murrow. So he was kind of a, a famous uh, radio personality it was. Good night um, and good luck Murrow ra- made his reputation by going to London during the Blitz And broadcasting live reports of the bombings As they happened I mean, It can be hard to understand in our age of live streaming CNN, Fox News Going 24-7 uh, But that's the best they had During those days Well, um, she was not the best they had during those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: She was just like I am just struck by the fact that this Is still
1: London <laughs> This is still London, and a place, and it's around, and, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just thought that it was an interesting little tidbit. Thank you, Jim, yeah. for that on The Blitz.
2: Duh, Blitz, up, Blitz, up Blitz.
0: So, Kyle, uh, in the episode The Blitz, I think that was the first time we noticed that Richie Ryan had a middle name on his... Uh... Oh, and we were
2: asking people. So a
0: couple of people wrote us in, at least through email... The preferred way to write us in, for those people that write us a bunch of stuff on Facebook. Um, <laughs> but some people At least gave to us... to get
1: it read on yeah. air. Because we read them all. Yeah. Read we read all the stuff. We read all the comments if we don't respond to them. We've read them.
0: We've read them. So, Kyle, mm-hmm. what are some of the uh, suggestions people had for Richie H. Ryan? What Ooh. does the H stand for? This this email from Wendy,
2: ominously sent on September 11th. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Poor taste, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Never forget. (laughs) We'll never forget your email, Wendy.
0: That's true. That's Uh, what I always think of on September (laughs) 11th. Wendy's email. Uh, So
2: she's like, I've got it. Richie's middle name is Horcrux. (laughs) 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 I'll leave it up to the rewatchers to figure out how that works. But it can't be a coincidence that Duncan killed so many of his friends. Wow! Eagerly searching for more inane things to comment on. Wendy, thanks, Wendy. Yeah, I yeah. dig Thank this. You, Wendy, Richie Horcrux Ryan,
1: mm-hmm. Peter Pettigrew.
2: <laughs> oh, is that a little Padfoot? Yeah, or no, not Padfoot. He's uh...
1: I don't remember. He's a Harry Potter character. <laughs>
2: Whatever. <All right. laughs> He's on the Marauders map. Fuck it. Yeah, Hobart Richard Hobart Ryan. Wow. All right. From our friend David G. It's a strong name for Hobart. like a ninety-year-old man.
1: Hobart,
0: like the industrial mixer. Hobart. Mm. Hobart.
1: Not familiar with that mixer. Yeah. Sorry. It's,
0: uh, <laughs> I'm really kind of into mixers, you know? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, Vince S. just wants to posit that because this came up in a World War II theme episode, surely it must be Hitler.
1: <laughs> thanks,
2: Vince. <laughs> thanks, Vince Hitler. Thanks, the
0: 13 year old that sent us that email. <laughs> he says, Yes, I know. Poor taste. <laughs> thanks, Vince. I don't know if it's as in poor taste as the one Wendy
2: sent on September 11th. <laughs> <laughs> this one, uh, August 29th, not on September 11th.
1: Mm, no significance to that date.
2: Nope. None at all. <laughs> none. We're consigning this one to the archives of history. I don't know. Do you guys do you have, have a many? winner of those three? Are they uh, Between those three, it's definitely
1: Horcrux. Yeah. Or Hitler. <laughs> or Hitler. <laughs> or no, Hitler. I, I like Highlander. Think Horcrux, yeah, that was mine. Though, Richard Highlander, Ryan. <laughs>
2: uh i met someone named richie ryan the other day no what? way richard ryan yeah. uh, That's like
0: what Did that's you take awesome. a picture who is this person what's that who is this person
2: uh, i'd rather not say but <laughs> it was i knew this what's person. their middle name yeah i knew this person already but their first and middle name is richie ryan wow wow yeah right it's crazy that's awesome surprising the thing how old know, are they like 34
1: so
0: they could have no. Not been named after Richard. <laughs> they could not I'm like, wait a, a minute. minute. Older
1: than me. <laughs> all right. So they not could have been named after anything.
2: <laughs> all right. Cool. We got more stuff to Richard, read. Richard Humbart Humbart Ryan. Ooh, Lolita.
0: Guys, we have an email here about something wicked from Jill S. Jill S. This is a lengthy email, but we're just going to read a little highlight from it for all you dear listeners out there. When Duncan takes Coltex Quickening, he doesn't just get that. He also gets back the darkness and rage Coltec once took from him. See, that's interesting. We didn't talk about that. There's like a little feedback loop. Yeah. A darkness and rage he had never overcome or dealt with, and it is his own. He got himself back and had no defense. He wasn't acting like evil immortals whose heads he had taken. He was acting like the man he could have become. However, he was also still separate. The amputated madness could not be grafted back, but it is supercharged, and it is his own. It is himself. Self before Tessa. This is like a poem now. I know. Self. Self Self before before Tessa. Tessa. Also the self who killed men in front of their wives and children. The self who has no attachment to the things abroad, the things aboard the barge, and in whom can be found no love. Wow. We're a
2: man death's a stone
0: professional. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, man.
2: Yeah, man. (laughs) That what is the character's
0: name again? I don't remember. What's death without pyromania? I tell you, it's not worth living. Yeah, what the hell was that character's name? I don't remember. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like legitimately not worth caring about.
2: He's yeah. dead.
0: He's dead. It's yeah. gonna,
2: I'm going to remember this at two in the morning, and I'm going to be fucking yeah. pissed. God damn it. So this is one from James S., also sent on September 11th. What? <laughs> Guys, Uh-oh. come on. No, t- no tact. <laughs> and anyway, this is also about something wicked, correct, It is. He just raises an interesting point. I'll just summarize it generally, which is to say that one of the things that's a little problematic about introducing a lot of these magical elements into things is it perhaps, does it imply that there are absolute answers to a lot of the moral questions that Highlander asks if there are, in fact, magical elements and, as we'll see perhaps later, like devil elements, and things like that, does that imply that maybe these questions have answers?
0: I've never thought about it like that before.
2: I hadn't either, and I think that's an interesting question. Huh. Whether the, introdu- the introduction of these supernatural things perhaps curtails some of... Or doesn't necessarily curtail the debate, but implies an answer to it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess it just depends on where this magic source comes from, if it's from a, you know...
2: Angels or Demons? With
1: Tom or Hanks? just the Neil Gaiman
2: mm-hmm. book, yep. Angels and Demons? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's... Brown, what's his name? Dan Brown.
0: Down Brown. Down Brown. Going down, down Brown to Brown Town.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking of Good Omens. Ah, yeah. Ah. So is Duncan mcleod on the side of Jesus or on the side <laughs> of the devil? <laughs> who, who knows? We've all wondered. Yeah. yeah, I wonder that every day.
0: You'll find out the answer on the very last episode. Oh, really? Finally, rewatched.
1: Oh, we'll ooh. announce what Will, side. Yeah, well, he's it. on. Yeah.
2: And David G. just posits generally the question, hey, what do you guys think? Do you think the light, dark quickenings benefit the overall Highlander mythology, or do they introduce more problems than interesting components?
0: Does this email benefit this podcast in any way? (laughs) Toss it out. I thought that was an interesting question. I'm just shitting on David, sorry. I'm not (laughs) shitting on you, I'm just razzing him. This is another one of these unspoken rival, like, rivalries. Is that the right I word? didn't know we had
2: an unspoken rivalry with David.
0: I do now, that email. Because <laughs> you've chosen to be mean to him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. What's his question again? Do we think these light, dark quickenings really <laughs> advance the ski, like, move the ball forward in Highlander? Do you think they're perhaps more, prob- more more trouble than they're worth?
0: Good point. I mean, it's like an interesting thing to throw in there. It's like, oh, is this possible? Isn't that interesting to think about? But then if you, like, extrapolate that idea further, it's like... Doesn't this happen all the time? It doesn't really make sense, like how it could function within the premise of the game, right? Like everybody who kills Duncan then should have a dark should grid. have a dark quickening, or is the idea that when Duncan defeated it, all that like mojo goes into space? Goes nojo, yeah, nojo, nojo mojo. The <laughs> mojos no mo.
1: Yeah, I feel like well, this brings up the question every time Duncan kills an evil immortal, which he does a lot,
2: like constantly.
1: Yeah. Why hasn't this ever happened before? Or yeah. like, Will it happen again?
2: Ah, all right, guys. I'm sorry. All this talking about David G and Keith's fake rivalry with him really makes me have to pee. Oh well. Let's right. let's take
1: five. Yeah, take, a be, I'll I'll take a break here.
2: I'll, I'll be right back.
1: Okay. Hey, Keith. <laughs> hey, Amen. <laughs> I forgot your name for a it's second right. there. I need to buy uh, Kyle a present for Christmas while there's still time. Do you think we have anything in the highlander catalog that might be good for him
0: i mean if you want to just like kind of flip through it a little bit you can see if there's something good that he'd like
1: yeah why don't i why don't
0: i flip through this a little
1: bit hmm yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff in here well i know he has those cards and they i see right here it has the highlander the card game collector's tin it's a complete set of the original television edition. Each identified as coming from the collector's edition, whatever that means. Uh,
0: it's kind of confusing, I guess.
1: It includes unique Highlander collector's <laughs> tin with all 165 cards from the original set. Eight of these cards are found nowhere else.
0: Whoa, that sounds pretty
1: special. It also has duplicates of the basic cards needed to play. There are 250 cards in all and an expanded set of rules for easy play wow that doesn't make any sense <laughs> more rules for easier play
0: <laughs> yeah kind of doesn't that's pretty counterintuitive what the f i don't
1: know but this is a handsome tin that and is... it resembles a book it also comes with a certificate of authenticity numbered one to ten thousand. Ten thousand they made oh ten thousand who do you think signed it, I wonder? Uh, probably. Uh, Billy P. Billy P. Or Peter not. Peter D. Or P- PDD. PDD. It's a fancy tin, though. It looks like a book. All right. And it's only $150. That's pretty. I mean. For a Christmas gift? Can I, that's can I look cheap. through
0: some of the stuff we've got in the. Yeah. You know, in our our archives, since we're archivists.
1: Or I could trade you for it.
0: I mean, that's the thing. It's like. It, I do have it We got one of these
1: Oh, we did
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't vouch for its authenticity It didn't have a certificate with it Oh, did it? No So this could be uh, a counterfeit And it doesn't have any cards But it's just It's the tin no, Which I think is cool. worth I still think it's kind of worth $150 yes. Do you have any We can trade Money Do you have money?
1: Well, despite what I just said I have no money <laughs> No money
0: All right, well, well very I can't poor. just give up this stuff This is part of the collection
1: Well, I mean, I do have this sword uh, A what? A sword a sword from where? Highlander? Is it a Highlander sword? It just happens to be a Highlander <laughs> really? sword. That's correct. All right. Can, do you think
0: you could tell me? Like, I don't know much about the sword, so I don't know if it's, like, kind of worth a comparable amount to this
1: tin, Oh, why this don't aluminum we, tin. Why don't we find out? I think it's in the catalog.
0: All right. Well, do you want to, here, sure. check out the catalog and tell me what it's all about?
1: Oh, here it is right here. <laughs> it's the official Highlander series sword. Oh. In parentheses, Duncan's Katana. I remember that one. You do? Where was it? In oh, the Duncan MacLeod. Yeah, Duncan McCloud. Oh, McLeod. I got it.
0: Kyle is really peeing in there. It's
1: yeah, he's taking a, a lot. He had a lot. It's to good drink. we're talking about this now while yeah. he's gone. He also has told me he was on a peeing fast where he wouldn't pee for thirty days. That doesn't
0: sound healthy at all. That's no, a
1: mistake. It <laughs> it's a new health craze. When Sensei Hideo Koto gave his treasured Dragon's Head Katana to Duncan MacLeod, he gave him more than just a sword. He passed on to him the ancient traditions, lethal skills, and noble values of the samurai warrior individually handcrafted by master artisans using century old techniques this sword is inspired by the katana of duncan mcleod it's formidable 29 inch hand polished stainless steel blade is crowned by a finely carved 13 inch faux ivory handle adorned with regal dragon's head comes complete with a red lacquered scabbard
0: oh something i've never seen in the show
1: rls yeah (laughs) that's a bonus it's worth 299 bucks, So I think this is a fair trade. Wow. That's
0: for a, not bad.
1: A, a, a fancy tin. All right. I got to, like, can I think about this for a second? Yeah. 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 Let's, I, I think, I think Kyle might be coming back. So maybe yeah.
0: we'll just, table this. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, let me think about this. I'll, I'll weigh my, weigh our options. We'll talk about it next time he pees. Okay. Sounds so. good. <laughs> okay. Cool.
2: Hey, Kyle. Oh, hey, guys. Did I miss any good reader mail or did you, uh, you know, rip on Wendy some more and like, yeah, we've just been dicking around. No, uh, yeah. That's just part can of hold the process. Guys, I, I step away for two seconds, and you just like stop working.
0: Well, we wanted you, you know, to be part of the process. Trust the process.
2: You normally would cut me out in these instances no, when fine. I'm peeing for ten minutes. No, no, we figured
1: we just did we'll every, fix it all in post. It's all good. Did everything come out okay? Oh,
2: I mean when I peed. Yeah. Oh, it was terrific. It Ew. was a dream that's come good. true, really. I actually, passed a kidney stone while I was in there, Oof. but the delta is an amazing. I feel wonderful now. Great. Sounds good to me. Do we uh, have some more reader mail? I think we do.
1: So this is covering the episode Deliverance. Suey. This is from Louis M. Loom. Loom. Fruit of the Loom. Fruit of the Loom. That's right. I'm sure they appreciate that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> if
2: they're writing us, they must know we do this.
1: Yeah, so they, they have to. It. Partway through Deliverance, I had to stop and rewatch. when I kept hearing how hot Dominique was. I recalled her being attractive, and at first sight... I oh, think- is this the fucking boat yeah, captain's wife? Yeah, this is the boat captain's wife.
2: Huh, hubba hubba.
1: I figured my younger self was easy to please. By the time our hero was attempting rape, I would realized I'd fallen <laughs> <laughs> for the old gag with the eyeglasses. Davis is a bloody inspiration for all men.
2: He's punching above his weight, that's, that's
1: for sure. absolutely true. Something to consider for a standalone episode inspired by your talk of Homeland being a superior version of Highlander 3. There have been four live-action follow-ups to the classic 86 film. With all the seasons under your collective belt, what four episodes do you feel would have made good Highlander movies?
2: Ooh, this is interesting because I feel like there are a lot of choices to pull from, but it's kind of a big question.
1: Yeah, that is a big question. I mean, Homeland definitely stands amongst the best of them for probably being
2: for being a standalone episode yeah like that could have been stretched into a movie i feel similarly about the samurai yeah you know you'd really expand a lot of these components but having the the double timeline of both duncan's training in ancient japan juxtaposed with like his current honor fight in the present You could stretch that out into a movie. Yeah. Keith, can you think of any Highlander episodes that you think would have made quality movies?
0: Um, I think the Callus Cycle would be great as a movie. Yeah, combine that. that, would be good. I think you could definitely do something with the Methuselah Stone, like the Luther plot. Like, there's this kind of MacGuffin device that seems very cinematically geared. A little plot coupon. Yeah. I think Xavier's a great villain, so I feel like he transplants well into a cinematic world. Yeah, I don't debris. know what the
2: movie looks like though. Yeah, like
0: that—that that involves a lot of heavier. Rewriting. That's just a character, not yeah. a plot. But I think the hunters and the watchers, that whole thing is solid. Yeah, no, that like rogue watchers of sense. out there.
1: What do you think, Amon? I was gonna go with the Callous cycle. I think that's a big win mm-hmm. for the episode turned into movie. I mean, I'd watch that over the source. Absolutely. Or even Endgame for me. Yeah. But we'll talk about Endgame in the future. In the future.
0: In 18 months or some shit. Yeah. (laughs) God, I hope it's quicker than that.
1: (laughs) Here's another email from Vince S. Vince's on Deliverance, which I'll read some pieces of. Um, Hey, guys, I thought it was funny in the latest podcast rewatch of Deliverance. You mentioned the sea captain's wife and her hotness compared to the captain. I had just remarked on the Facebook page before I listened to the podcast. So Vince is, is, a, is a trendsetter. Either we men think alike on such matters, or I should be an honorary rewatcher LOL.
0: This is, this is
2: the closest we've all come to being creeps. I'm just going to embrace it.
1: Yeah, sure.
2: We're disgusting. Oh. Yeah,
1: we're gross. Throw us out, we're garbage. And then, uh, by the way, do you guys have the box set of Highlander the Raven? I have an unopened box set I got complimentary, in quotes, with my Highlander box set catalog. If you don't have it, I will donate it to your very special cause. Aww. Laughter.
0: Laughter. <laughs> That's very nice of you, Vince. We do have a copy of Highlander the Raven. But
2: that Ooh. is quite generous of you. Very generous. Constant friend of the show,
1: Vince's. Thank mm-hmm. you very much, Vince's. We're
2: sorry if we teased you in the last email of yours we read.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, five minutes ago. We apologize. Some shit.
0: There's a lot of ups and downs.
1: A lot of ups and downs. Amen. Tommy doesn't sound too good. Yeah. Do you have to take a dump. Well now that you mention <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> there's like it's it's gonna I, be on Mike at some
1: point. So I, if you got I, something to do, do it. I was sucking on chili dogs. Oh boy. Sucking on them? Yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a there's a song that has sucking on chili dogs as a lyric in Is it.
0: Is that what it's from? <laughs> yep. I didn't realize that. Mm. Okay. Huh.
1: But, boy, oh, boy, do I have to take an old dumpero. <laughs> all
0: right, well, I'm sure you'll be a couple minutes, but we'll wait. Yeah, That's I'll cool. just uh,
1: ah, scoop by you there,
0: Kyle. Uh, all right. Oh, ow, ow, it. Sorry,
1: just sh- sorry. Well, well, all right, I'll talk to you guys in a minute.
2: Dude, Keith, I was hoping that maybe I could, like, raid some of the Highlander archives.
1: Our Chiefs, yeah, yeah.
2: To like get something cool for Amon, like I just have no clue what to get him for Christmas. It's like pretty bad. Ooh. Like I'm just struggling here. Like what does he even like? He seems like a guy with no interests <laughs> or hobbies. Yeah, I know. I mean, or like I, I couldn't even tell you three things he likes. No, like despite. Having done the show with him for three years, I feel like I have no
0: information about I don't him. even know his birthday. He's
2: like a cypher. Well, <laughs> is, is he
0: like Alexa? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like not... Alexa. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's going to clearly be a while, as he usually is in the bathroom. Uh, but I don't know what's in our collection of stuff. Uh, but if you want to look through, like, the catalog, you can see if there's something you want to get him yeah. And I'll see if we have it. I mean, I don't know about raiding the, the collection, but I'm sure we can work something out. Wait, you're not going to let me
2: raid? Like a... <laughs>
0: Like, like Room Raiders? Tuscan Raiders, raider? Tuscan Raiders Ro- Room Raiders. Oh, I'd rather be a Room Raider. <laughs> or that movie, The Raid. <laughs> Which one's The Raid? They're in like an apartment building, right? I wish Eamon was here so I could ask him to confirm <laughs> some of this information, but he's taking a poop. No, that would defeat the whole purpose <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We need Amon not to be here for this.
2: <laughs> oh, does he have like a Highlander sword or some shit like that?
0: Yeah, he got that a while ago. He's really into it. He likes it a lot. It's like his favorite Highlander thing.
2: Oh, well, like, what if I got him, like, a stand or, like, a place to store it or, like,
0: some kind of, like, costume so he could, like, whip it out like a fucking nerd? That's pretty cool. He'd dig that. I think he would take that thing everywhere. I could see him definitely taking that sword to, like, a mall (laughs) or, like, any sort of public space, really. (laughs) Yeah,
2: like something he'd wear in public while armed?
0: Yeah, exactly. All
2: right, well, what about this one? Um, This exclusive... Exclamation point. Uh Uh, Duncan's genuine, quote, quickening coat. You've seen Duncan wear it in adventure after adventure. Now it can be yours. Whether you're strolling down a Paris street or locked in immortal combat, this fine 100% wool gabardine coat. What the fuck is gabardine?
0: Yo Gabba (laughs) Gabardine.
2: Yeah, we'll keep you warm on those cool autumn nights. But more important, this stylish coat creates an immediate impact. Coats this fine are usually only found in the most pricey designer boutiques. Mm. The Highlander official product label on the silky smooth nylon lining identifies your coat as a Highlander exclusive. And the drape and duster length allows you to conceal even a long sword beneath it. Mm. Mm. Uh, With no one the wiser. In fact, the quickening coat is so well tailored and classically styled, you'll likely never need to buy another coat for at least 400 years. Two front pockets, button clothes. Very cool indeed. Wow. It, It does, in fact, end with very cool
0: indeed. That's the weirdest
2: description.
0: All right, well, let me look through our stuff and see what we got. How much do
2: you think this thing costs?
0: I'm going to guess $400. $400? $400? It's two ninety nine. So oh, wow. That's really off. not bad. But look at this thing. It's pretty nice. It's his quickening jacket. It's his quickening coat. No, that's a sharp jacket. I it like it. It is sharp. I could see Eamon in this. Yeah, he'd look cool. Uh, I could also see Eamon... He definitely wouldn't look threatening in a public space at all
2: with that <laughs> yeah. on. Uh, I, I could also see Eamon in this picture off to the side, which appears to be Duncan jumping off a rock, and it says, <laughs> Long coat flying and deadly cantana in hand, Duncan leaps into battle! <laughs> is what it says. And he just
0: looks like, a nerd <laughs> he kind of does
2: i don't know what that's about but is, do we do we have something like that in the archives
0: i was just looking through the box and it took me a minute to find it because i found a couple that had three buttons but i found uh, the one that with the two uh and this seems to be the quick code
2: oh well this looks good i mean i'd really like to give it for eamon he's done a lot for this this podcast like designing our magnets mm-hmm. you know like those five amazing exclusive magnets he put together for us yeah Featuring Duncan, a Highland Barbarian's Duncan, Amanda, Joe, and Mythos. Like, that's pretty cool for only $15 on our Facebook page.
0: Or on our Etsy page, which you can just find by going to Etsy.com and searching for Highlander Rewatched. Oh, that makes it very easy. Well, he did all that, so... And shipping's pretty cheap in the continental United States, too.
2: Yeah, for only 15 bucks, it's a bargain. And, you know, all that considered, I feel like I owe him this jacket. So, like, what can we do?
0: Well, I mean, this collection is... You know we've received this from fans. I can't just let this stuff go, so I mean, like you said in the catalog, it's two ninety nine so it seems about right. I think, for this jacket uh, you know, despite being gainfully employed as a lawyer
2: uh I have actually signed an agreement not to buy any Highlander merchandise as part of like of a a very complicated like waiver of subrogation issue.
0: It's a bit much that sounds like a bit much <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we can work something else out. Yeah, why don't we... Well, I just heard the toilet flush for a third time. (laughs) That's a real courtesy flush. (laughs) It must be brutal out there. Uh, So why don't we we talk about it a a little later? We'll figure out some sort of payment. Is that okay? I don't know. I've got those cards.
2: I could trade you... Oh, the cards. My Highlander cards. That must be worth at least that much. I've got like... Some cool Dunkins and Quick Strikes and
0: quickening cards and such. Um, y- yeah, yeah, I guess so. We could we could do that. Oh, all, right. S- all right, he's coming.
1: All, all right, right okay. great. I'm glad we worked this out.
0: Hey, Evan, you feeling a little better? Oh,
1: oh, you look way. like a brand new man. Yeah, I lost must have lost like 15 pounds. In <laughs> Jesus there. Christ! I just say you look smelt. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a very slimming uh, time in the bathroom. Oh my god, you do have a very slimming
2: toilet. I was gonna
1: say. Yeah, you do. It's
2: mm-hmm. striped. <laughs> it's striped. Yeah, it yeah. hides it. Well, the vertical stripes, yeah, it makes you look tall. You
1: guys ever see The Raid? <laughs> <laughs> no, that? I was just thinking about it in the toilet. It's like a fun uh, Malaysian action movie. It's
2: Malaysian?
1: Yeah, it's like a martial arts movie when a bunch of cops try to raid this apartment building. Yeah, it's got cool action, right? Fight their way through each floor. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. is that
2: what Judge Dredd was based on?
1: Yeah, more or less.
2: What is a neckbeard on the internet watching... Uh, Judge Dredd say. I think they like the raid. Huh. I think they say Malaysian
1: Malay. Oh, I get it. Now. Action movie <laughs> as they tip their hat or Judge Dredd helmet. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. You should check it out. I believe it's on YouTube. Mm, interesting. It's called The Raid Redemption in America.
0: Right. I just played that video game Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Red Dead that's Redemption. It. <laughs> yeah, it checks out. Do we got uh, any more reader mail? You bet we do. We got piles uh, so- of this stuff. Sorry, I need to drink
2: some more beer. We had some lobster chips before doing this. Actually, not like lobster chips. more like lobster Cheetos, mm-hmm. and the flavor is a little persistent.
0: Yeah, it's a lobster. <laughs> Guys, we have an email here from Mark Nguyen. He says, hi there, rewatchers. I only recently found your podcast, but have quickly become a big fan of your irreverent and excruciatingly detailed look at one of my all-time favorite TV shows. I'm doing my best to catch up to the current episodes. Almost there. And I'm enjoying the ride immensely. Hey, cool. did you write this? I did. It's (laughs) flatter porn. (laughs) Like you, I was in my teens during the original broadcast, being 16 when the show premiered. And Highlander became a defining part of the 90s for me. While nowhere near as active as some of the superfans of the franchise, I counted myself lucky to be involved with people related to the show over the years. These include in-depth discussions of many episodes with Donna and Gillian on the old alt-TV Highlander forums. Hey uh befriending and even performing in improv comedy shows with various actors who have lent their talents to *Highlander*, such as scott mcneil and michael dobson the former you know and latter of whom voiced many of the background characters on the show that's right that's uh wolverine right
1: oh yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah gene
1: gene though
0: that's not the right Wolverine. i have
1: to gene slam
0: <laughs> gene
2: slam it's so
0: good <laughs> So he says, thanks again, Rewatchers, for your hard work and making a truly great podcast. Looking forward to the next episode.
2: Was that just him (laughs) writing to flatter us? Or I guess to tell us about his improv days with...
0: Yeah. And he did have a question here. I'll just throw this out there real quick. He says... In the meantime, I was hoping that the rewatcher community can help me locate the name of a movie I watched in the 90s that was clearly meant to rip off the Highlander concept. In addition to the show proper, I've been trying to locate movies that were made at around the same time, looking to capitalize on similar concepts as the movies and shows. I found one of them, Ring of Steel, an abysmal B-movie rip-off, which is essentially the bastard child of Highlander and JCVD's Bloodsport. This movie saw a buff, long-haired dude join circles of underground sword fighting for money while banging hot chicks. However, the other one still eludes me.
2: Was it The One by Jet Li, which was like a combination of Highlander and The Matrix? I
0: do vaguely
2: remember that movie. Oh, it's... Is it a Highlander ripoff? It's also a The Matrix ripoff. Sort of, kind of, yeah. Yeah, but the premise is that Jet Li is hunting Jet Li from other dimensions. Right. Because every time he kills another Jet Li, he becomes more powerful. Mm. And so he is the one
1: and only Jet Li. Oh, that does sound like Highlander. Yeah. There can be only the one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> also, it ends with one of my favorite lines in any movie. What is it? Do you care if I spoil this a little bit? For those, no, I know. For those the those last
0: like, line is going to spoil the movie?
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. There's a... At some point... The villain of the movie, U-Law, then gets sent to a prison colony, but he's still a badass because he has the power of half of all Jet Okay. <laughs> so he's like, I am U-Law. I'm no one's bitch. You wow. are mine. Hmm. And then he fights a bunch of criminals on a pyramid as they're trying to, I don't know, fuck it, <laughs> Mom, it's unclear. Wow. Wow. Nice ruining ruin in the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: So his name is Yule Log. That's good for Christmas. That is good. Yeah, it's
0: Yule Log. That's great. Yule Yule. Yule oh, log. Yule, law. Yeah, you log. Yule Log. Yeah, <laughs> Yule Log. Yule Log. Yule log, me Log. We all log for Yule Log. That's right. All right,
2: later, guys. I really, who oh, I have to be so bad I can taste it again. 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 I really went. broke that seal. I didn't just break it; I like shattered it.
0: Jesus, <laughs> like, like a like great you have glass in your pee-pee? Like yeah, no, shattered. It shattered seal
1: like uh, his marriage to Heidi Klum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're divorced. <laughs> That's true. Hey, Keith. So I think I am gonna trade you. My sword for that card tin for Kyle.
0: Wait, really? Are you sure about that?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm broke because of how poorly I manage my finances.
0: <laughs> but the sword's, like, really important to you. I mean, yeah, you always say,
1: say how I, you need I to I defend yourself. I always talk about how I want to brandish it in public places like malls and thoroughfares <laughs> of various <laughs> kinds. Right. Bridges, footpaths, uh-huh. ponds. Carnivals, Ferris wheels, lines to water slides, Uh, water slides, the bottoms of water slides, back in line on the water slide, the water slide again. Right,
0: I get it, it's fun.
1: The bottom of the water slide again, back in line of the water slide one time I was waiting in line for a water slide, and a girl turned around to me, and she was like, who's your favorite NASCAR driver? Ugh. Tr- I'm sorry.
0: I'm like, <laughs> That's
1: a true story. No offense Did you to have any response for that? I thought she was cute, so I said, all of them.
0: And <laughs> did anything become of this?
1: Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How old were you? Is this I like... was like 13 or oh, okay. 14 or something.
0: I'm imagining this. This was yesterday. This is just this summer.
1: <laughs> yep. But yeah, I think I'm gonna have to do do this trade a All All
0: right. Well, I mean, I guess so. All right, I'll take it. Here you go. All right, here you go. There's the ten. I hope uh, you know.
1: Take this out. Uh, oh, oh, great! I think
0: Kyle's getting back here. Hey, Kyle. Oh, oh, what's
1: up, jerks? Hey, what's up? Hey, not hiding anything over here.
0: Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. Okay, great. But uh, <laughs> I'd really hate it
2: if you were hiding something from me. But since you're not, should we, should we uh, read some more mail? Sure.
0: All right, next email comes from Wendy P. Again. (laughs) She writes us. She's got a convention story for us. She says, it's been a while since I've written. Here's one of those deep, deep analyses. The bar has four entrances. Why would Joe... (laughs) What? (laughs) That's in parentheses. That's just a side note. Why would Joe explain the rules of baseball to mythos of all people? So, at the Highlander Worldwide Convention, I managed to spend a good portion of my Friday night sitting at a bar chatting with Peter Wingfield, who was an absolute delight. We spoke of many things, of shoes and ships and sealing wax, and actually we talked about The cartoon Phineas and Ferb, the difficulties of coping with aging eyes and being glasses wearers, and the American college application process. Somewhere in all that, the topic of baseball came up. Namely, who were the first baseball teams? As it happened, Jim Burns was sitting on Peter's other side. Though he'd been engaged in his own conversations at that point, he leaned over to answer the question. Now, I'm not one of those people who struggles to separate actors from their characters, but in that moment, I felt... I had slipped universes and was witnessing Joe explain the origins of MLB to Mythos. It was very surreal. Fun fact, one of the original teams was called the Highlanders. Fun fact, Mythos, excuse me, Peter. I'm sorry, what? Apparently. That's what the teams says. of what? The huh? Major League Baseball? Apparently. That's what this says. I don't know if we can trust anything that comes out of Wendy's <laughs> mouth, though. I mean, I generally trust her without reservation, but... Peter thought this was hysterical. Anyway, my analysis is that Pithos, Pithos didn't need the rules of baseball explained in Timeless. He was simply being polite and letting Joe be an expert in the room for once. After all, Mythos did have his eye on one of Joe's waitresses. And as Mythos later learns, it's it rarely pays to be a know-it-all. Also, Joe can't help fix it. If there's a baseball knowledge to be imparted, he will happily take up the task. Or he'll show the person who won't listen one of the bar's five exits. <laughs> That's very funny. Wow.
2: Well, it does turn out that there was a baseball team, the New York Highlanders, in 1903. They were the New York Highlanders because they played up on a hill. Wow.
0: So that was true. Not that high, but... You know. Also, Wendy, shout out to Wendy. This is an email that did they not... They would go on
2: to become oh, boy. the
0: motherfucking Yankees. Really? Yeah. about that? Winning team in all of baseball. So, Wendy also sent us another email, which I don't have printed, but I will just describe it because it was picture heavy. So... Uh, a couple weeks ago I posited a kind of half-baked theory that perhaps Methos was responsible for trying to assassinate Amanda at the beginning of uh Methuselah's Gift. Wendy took an insane insane deep dive into this. Okay. And she has proven me wrong, which is totally fine. But how did she go about proving me wrong? She took screenshots of the characters' nostrils <laughs> because they were all what? in And so she's like, how can we tell who they are? So she sent us an email with large pictures of all the characters' nostrils. And you can clearly see that Mythos was not one of the killers. Well, that wasn't the theory, though, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I-, I don't believe this theory, but that wasn't the theory. The theory wasn't that he was one
0: of the guys in the masks. Right. That he was responsible for... Sending the guys in the masks. Right. But I think the idea is that... Uh, I forget the guy's name, the villain of the episode. I think the idea is that he was one of the people in the
1: masks. Uh-huh. Oh, because of the because nostrils. Of
0: his, because of the nostrils, exactly. Oh,
1: you've been quiet lately. Damon. how are you? I, uh, good. I was just uh, contemplating introspecting Oh, okay. that's important healthy you gotta take some time to do that every day especially
0: in the middle of a show yeah
1: (laughs) i'm the picture of health
0: (laughs) (laughs) sorry i don't get me to laugh at that comment i don't don't know why
1: i did (laughs) did you think of like a funny joke yeah i thought of a funny joke but (laughs) i'll tell it later okay okay (laughs) Okay.
0: so thanks for taking that way too far wendy (laughs) we
2: appreciate you that's why we like you and keith has a fake rivalry with you (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: it's in the highlander spirit It's true. Or I should say the Highlander rewatch. It's all part
2: of the game. Yeah.
1: The holiday
2: rewatched spirits. Kyle, read uh, one of these other pieces of paper. Oh, okay. We got some reader mail about promises, which was uh, an episode that prompted much debate amongst us about Kasim and the promise that was made to him that may have resulted in an assassination. Uh, We got a letter from Paul, which first off points out that he would have given this episode a very low number of pubic beards, (laughs) which was part of our rating metric on this one. But hearing us talk about it helped change his mind. One of the things he points out, though, is that breaking a promise to save a life versus breaking a promise to take a life are, in fact, very different things. And we perhaps lumped them in together during our discussion a little bit in that Mac breaks his promise by refusing to kill, whereas Hamid breaks his promise by killing. Mm. They are perhaps different. In the words of 2 Chains, I'm different. Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm different. (laughs) So, worth noting, thank you, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Are you running for Congress, Paul? That's right. Do you have a very attractive wife?
0: <laughs> Wait a minute, name what? it.
1: Who works in the government?
0: For the CID, perhaps. Yeah.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. This might be
2: references to an upcoming episode on Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> we got this. Ep- this this one from Vince S, who posits an interesting alternative theory on how promises should have end. Should have ended. Should have end. Should have ended. <laughs> what am I, uh, a Laser Boys meme over here? <laughs> it's written. What a troll. <laughs> Should we get into this or no? sure talk about yeah. it. all right hang on we need to take a the second to talk about this. the paper I did just fucking throw <laughs> it. i'm opening this beer so much
0: yeah open it because this is so
2: much more important fuck than you had, vince like, <laughs>
0: oh <my laughs> things no. are definitely this is the moment where the podcast goes off the rails <laughs> yeah for well, the rest of the, uh, had, like, the duration five high lives at this point so i'm ready to five lives
2: five lives yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm ready to fight uh so amen you recently posted on the facebook page a meme from a group calling
0: themselves the Laser the, the Boys. The Laser Boys? Yeah, sounds my- like you're talking about a terror script. He posted a meme from a group calling themselves the, <laughs> the Laser, Laser Boys. Boys.
1: Yeah. So, my friend sent me this meme, which is like clearly a joke <laughs> post about how Duncan McCloud is a nerd and Connor McCloud is cool.
2: Yeah, is the joke of this meme. Also, there's an egregious typo, but right. it's also like a quasi
0: political was- ad. Yeah. Like it's like, oh I'm Duncan McLeod. Like I'm an idiot. And the the thing says like paid for by Connor
1: McLeod. From like the club of cool Highlanders. <laughs> right. Not lame
0: ass Highlanders yeah. like Duncan.
1: <laughs> yeah. So either way, this this joke is very funny. Right. And
2: holy shit, people took this so seriously.
1: Right. So a, a word is intentionally misspelled on this meme. It says to read every book ever <laughs> written, <it." laughs> Right.
2: <laughs> Instead of written. It's for humor. It is and for humor. And it's queerly <laughs> intentional. People were out of their goddamn gourds. Out
0: They're of their, their Ken, Ken gourds.
2: gourds. Yeah.
1: Over this thing. And they were out for blood. I got, I received several phone calls... Did packages sent to my house packages. unrelated to this they, and they weren't
0: peter wingfield packages i'm no, assuming
1: no there were phone calls and packages unrelated to this but i did receive them, <laughs> did oh, them. I see, I see. okay
0: because no. you were because you've
1: been doing your christmas shopping and you're getting packages from amazon
0: that's
2: right and your family loves you and wants to talk to you oh they love me so much <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy <laughs> since we're already off the the path here uh can i share a Christmassy story with everyone
2: on
0: how is. Uh, well, it took place just last week, and it was involving buying Christmas presents from Amazon. Okay, so I get home, and there is a UPS driver delivering a package to my place, <laughs> and I have a sign on the door that says, "Please leave packages like inside, like the vestibule, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's like kind of a common area there for the other places." So this guy, I'm watching him from the car. He first goes to the wrong house. That's no big deal. He's like, he's looking at the addresses, trying to figure out where it is. See's so my place. And then rather than go up the three steps to deliver this package, he proceeds to throw the box against the wall of my house. So, bam, it goes down. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So I get out of the car. I'm walking, get my bag. And at this point, this is a man who did not care enough to walk up three steps. He now sees the sign that says, can you please leave the packages inside the door? Because I don't want them getting stolen, right? Mm -hmm. So he now decides I should rectify the situation, but he's still too lazy to go up all three steps. So he goes up one step, and then with, like, an outstretched hand, it's, like, like swinging for the, bo- the box. Like, I got to get it, but I can't take two more steps. He's going to need to take them anyway to open the door. Well, no, he pushed the door open with his hand. He, like, just shoved it open, right? Because it mm-hmm. kind of doesn't close all the way. Uh, anyway, so now he has gotten this box. He's up one step. And now he's got to put it in the vestibule. Then he throws it again. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear it clonk against the door. So anyway, I am like, I have to say something. And I was like, he's he's walking away from the house. He's like, hey, how's it going? I was like, good. I was like, by the way, I was like, do you think you could not throw packages like when you're on your route? I was like, do you do this to every stop you make? And he's like, huh? And I was like, I just watched you throw that box twice against my house. <laughs> and I was like, don't you care at all? And then he got a stoic look on his face and, like, stepped up to me and, oh like, God. got in my face. And, it's like, and he was silent and just staring me down. And I was like, I'm going to go. And so I'm walking up my porch steps. This guy fucking locked eyes with me until I got inside. And I was like, how is this? Like, how am I the bad guy here? You're the one chucking boxes around. So anyway, that's my little Christmasy story. So you almost got beat up by a UPS driver? I wouldn't say almost beat up. But... Yeah, I almost got beat up.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. I know, right? I can't believe he... That person is a psychopath. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> no shit. He also sounds tall. Was he Jack Skellington?
0: Maybe. <laughs> Jack
1: Reacher? Jack Re- he was Jack Reacher <laughs> Skellington. Wow. He was Jack Reacher's skeleton? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That guy gets around. He does. <laughs> Layers. That's crazy.
0: Anyway, I'm gonna finish reading
2: Vince's email. He says, Alright, this is his pitch for how the episode should have ended. This is promises now, not your interaction with the UPS driver. <laughs> BatMac shows up at the end and is going to kill Gaddafi Light. When Gaddafi Light says he couldn't keep the promises he made to Duncan because it was just not possible, Batmack pauses for a second because he himself couldn't keep the promise he made to Kassim because it was just not possible. So Bat-Mac without throwing the dictator out the window, and as he is leaving, he feels the immortal buzz nearby. He then sees Gaddafi Jr. being thrown out the window, presumably by Kasim. Mac has a slight smirk on his face as he
0: turns to walk away. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Cleans it up a bit. I dig it,
1: Vinces. Good job, Vinces.
0: We appreciate you.
1: Sorry,
0: I didn't mean to laugh at that either. <laughs> I'm like, he appreciate you. Pff, whatever, fuck
1: it. Yeah, sure. I like how he uh, got the name of the episode in there too. What he like said? The guy's promises.
0: <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> he said. I'm uh, barely hanging on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he said uh, Gaddafi light when he broke his promises.
0: That's true. All right. That's true. Was, like, that little, was that was the best part of that email. Was a little, little callback. They should have the name of the episode in every episode.
1: Yeah, there they? should be a line where, like, Duncan McLeod says, I have to keep my promises. <laughs> and they look directly into the screen. Yeah, yeah, we have to place this man in double jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are making an unholy alliance, part two. Two, two wouldn't you say? Yeah. Richie, get
0: out of the line of fire. <laughs> so, free fall.
2: Because <laughs> I'm free. Ah! Free falling. <laughs> dude. Uh, we got a, a fucking novella from <laughs> from Jim. And we do appreciate your comments, Jim. Uh, I think he's taking me to task on my comments about how Rezo wouldn't be hunted like a fucking dog for saying hello to a woman. Uh, oh, okay. And he quotes an NPR article at me. He quotes it at you. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, it's about eight paragraphs of <laughs> about their recent uh, ability of women in Saudi Arabia to drive.
0: We've read this. Thank you, Jim.
2: Yeah. I think it's distinguishable under the facts. Also, you know, the rise of Sharia law in the Middle East is actually a fairly modern phenomenon and is a, you know. All right. Let's keep this entertaining. Let's
0: okay. <laughs> never
2: mind. I was supposed to talk about U.S. imperialism, but fine. <laughs> All right. Oh my but. God. But he has some other comments as well. As to the fight, Ephron McAsh has some stories about how ki- uh, about the actor who played Kasim. Apparently, he didn't believe in rehearsing and said he could remember the moves. He didn't do well at remembering the moves. Oh. <laughs> Good to know. Also consistent with our opinion yeah, of the fight. That is true. Uh, Good to know. As to Max killing at the end, I was at the convention and Adrian Paul said, when asked about the killing of the tyrant, it wasn't the moral thing to do. And that was the point. People make mistakes. They make bad choices. No one is perfect. And in this case, Mac did wrong. Which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to just be like, oh, he did this and he fucked up. As opposed to us
0: being supposed to buy into that choice. Yeah. It's not worth jumping through all those hoops to make it seem like he did the right thing. Yeah. He just fucked it up. (laughs) Also, he points out that... uh, You
2: know, in a previous episode, we had kind of slagged off our local Highlander rewatched fans. By local, I mean in the U.S. of A. Oh, right. uh, For not sending us enough shit, and he said he was a little hurt by that. So, Jim, we're sorry. We know you're pulling the weight. Your weight. It's the
0: rest of these jokers who aren't stepping up to the plate. Yeah, Jim S. has sent us, like, package upon package.
1: You're the hero we deserve. It's amazing. He's the MVP. He's, like... The Santa Claus of Highlander Rewatched.
0: Oh, 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 oh. It's me. Wow, yeah. Eamon <laughs> Santa. Dueling Santa's. Yeah, wow, he has some different voices all of a sudden.
2: <laughs> With musical guest,
1: Queen. Amon. Yes, sir.
0: I got an email here from Paul H for you to read. Paul H. About Methuselah's Methuselah's gift. Methuselah's
1: gift. gift. Keith's mythos is the killer theory was so compelling. I went back and watched some of the episode again while listening to the podcast. I was really on board that this was a possibility. I'm still willing to say there is a slight possibility that mythos sent the goons to get Amanda's crystal. I agree. It's just ambiguous enough that mythos could have been after all of the crystals. He never denies it. He seems willing to do anything to save Alexis. What? And the POV shot at the thugs apartment with the beer. That's not her name. Methos does a pretty good job at being shocked that Duncan and Amanda think he would do it. But maybe he's just a good actor. He has been hiding in The Watchers for years. Mm -hmm. The points against this theory are that I don't think Mythos would have sent the thugs after Amanda until he found the rest of the crystals. And the car that Giger and his goons drive to the meeting on the bridge seems to be the same car that tries to run down Amanda at the train yard. Ooh, good call. And the car that Duncan chases at the dead thug's apartment. But it was interesting to debate if Mythos would do such a thing. Keep sure. up the good work, guys. Paul H. Right. And when in, du- when in doubt, check those nostrils. Check,
0: check those, those nostrils. nostrils. Well, the answers are the nostrils.
1: But it's Alexa, Paul. Alexa. Alexa. Then we have an episode. An episode? We have an email.
0: You've called a lot of these emails episodes. <laughs> have I? They're kind of like little episodes, Minisodes. I suppose. They're
1: mail episodes. <laughs> mail episodes. Why it got to be male? Why it got to be male?
0: Why it got to be electronic?
1: We have this gender fluid male from Jim S. <laughs> on the episode, Methuselah's Gift. All right. Great podcast, guys. Apparently, I am the guy that must <laughs> always comment. That's funny. Uh, a <laughs> couple of points. First, bed sharing was quite common in the old days. Uh, I think this is referring to Amanda and Rebecca. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sleeping in the same bed. There was a shared warmth in the time without central heating and the fact that beds with mattresses were rare and expensive where is what i said that's this not the said. word he wrote nope <laughs> he wrote rare, rare and
2: oh. expensive
1: for example, John Adams and Benjamin Franklin shared a bed while checking out the army during the revolution. I bet they did. Mm. Well, I tried Googling that to verify. Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, and there is, in fact, a mental floss article called The Time John Adams and Ben Franklin Shared a Bed. And I started reading it, and then I got overwhelmed by ads that I couldn't close. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i'm gonna go ahead and say that this is probably accurate all right that's interesting he makes another interesting point also wouldn't mac and amanda have felt mythos's buzz at the dead goon's place
2: fair point oh maybe buzz, the buzz rules uh, are, are, are fast and loose are fast <laughs> and loose to say the least so i mean the answer is should be yes, <laughs> should be <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but
1: keep up the good work one last package coming Ooh. thank you jim Cool stuff, Jim. And he says, Jim from Detroit, where we do have a lot of Chevy vans. (laughs) That's good. That's good. And that's all we have for Methuselah's gift.
0: Methuselah. I think we do have more reader mail to go through, guys.
1: Yeah, but I I, I got something stuck in my craw here.
2: Oh, jeez. Like, like, you got something to get off your chest? Are you, like, mad at us?
1: No, something's literally stuck in my craw. <laughs> oh, that
0: God. sounds disgusting. Do <laughs> yeah, you need to go to the really bathroom It's really unpleasant.
1: Again? Yeah, I think I need to visit the bed. Do you have pliers or anything <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that? Yeah, they're, they're in the, they're in the bathroom. Like, floss. I think I need some mental floss, too mental floss look out for the ads yeah <laughs> so all right I well, got, got this metal floss got these pliers do you have like a file a
0: file yeah like of papers like taxes yeah <laughs> do
1: something you for like me to read mail? over
0: yeah to yeah, distract yeah, yeah. Me? you can just read my tax returns in there <laughs> all, <laughs> all right. right go for your w2
1: yeah. woof
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs>
1: this is gonna make for some interesting reading <laughs> mm-hmm. ouch all right i'll <laughs> yeah. be right back
2: keith yeah we talked about it i've thought it over fuck uh-huh. it get name in that coat I mean, it coats way better than some fucking cards, right? I mean, even if I've been collecting them for a long time and learning how to play.
0: But if you give them away, we're not going to be able to do the episode, even though I'll have them, I guess, but I'm just not going to use them for the you episode. You just won't use them for the episode? Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, that's your own miserly decision. I mean, I they suppose. just go
0: into the archive, and once they're in the archive, I can't touch them. That's true. You seem to be like a very neutral arbiter of this, this box of stuff. Yeah. But I, are you sure? I mean, I don't know. They've, you've been collecting them for a long time. Yeah, it's been... Literally Fortnites. Um, it has been fortnights. So, I don't know. I'll go for it. I, I guess so. I mean, I guess it's worth It's worth about the same. I'll, all right. I'll, I'll I take it. I imagine so. I guess so. I'll take it.
2: I mean, based on what I'm seeing from this Highlander catalog, I mean... They're selling this Mythos collection for $30. So, like, surely my cards are worth that much. All right, you got yourself a deal. We'll, we'll, we'll trade. Beware all immortals. The oldest and savviest of your kind has entered the fray. The Mythos collection features 50 different images of this ageless warrior and significantly
0: reduces your chances of survival. Special edition quickening card included. Wow. That sounds pretty cool. All right, well, thank you for the cards. Here you go. Take the coat. Alright. It's got the it's got the two buttons just as requested. It's got two pockets. And two buttons. Where buttons ever specified? I, I thought buttons were specified. I mean if you want to check the catalog, if this is the right product that you want, I can get another one. A buzz button to close. Yeah. But it, it has different pockets. Any what's the button count?
2: Uh they're not visible in the catalog. There's no button count in the catalog? I mean, not unlike this coat. You cut it from whole cloth. Huh. For some reason, I got you the two-button version. I hope you accept it. I'll, I'll deal. I'm sure Eamon will be just as happy busting his sword
0: out of a two-button coat. All right. All right. Here you go. Well, he's coming back. I think he's been sufficiently flossed and Grounded plired. his teeth
1: down. Ugh. <laughs> uh, you all right it? there, buddy? Uh, it was just um, some chicken parts.
0: Ew. Chicken parts? What
1: parts yeah. are you eating? You know. Like the breast, or is this something else? Nah, like the rest of them.
0: Like the bones? <laughs>
1: Yeah. (laughs) Eat the bones? Bones. That little waddle. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I guess it'll get stuck places if you do. I mean, I guess you can eat anything, right? I wouldn't recommend it. Same way, you can kind of drink anything if you don't chew it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) The mental floss, not that helpful. No? And Keith, I expect an audit from the IRS. I hope you have good records. I
0: don't. (laughs) As evidenced by that W-2. Use. guys i don't think anyone's interested in my tax returns anymore well,
1: they're so. not interested in the president so. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we have short attention spans on such things all right guys well we only have a few more reader mails to get to this one's from jim s
1: jim s man of the hour that's right our own personal Santa claus that's
0: right so he writes us about oh, oh, the immortal oh. but what about the two dueling fake santa claus <laughs> What yeah, about that? them? That's right. We love there you. There could be only one. Santa. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Jim says, one point, I think it was important to show Danny's home life. It explains why he was so desperate to escape to Vegas. And to be fair, his mom also had a point. He wanted the fame, but wasn't willing to do the work. Good Is point. this email just to rag on Danny Chimoli? That fuck... I guess so, but I think I think um, we ragged on like showing the home life stuff a little bit in our episode. And I think I think Jim's actually kinda right. Like I think it does paint a picture of his little world or whatever and gives some motivation, or you can read into it, so mm. I don't think it's as awful as we maybe thought it was. Yes, it is. says PS, you guys are nearing season five. The Highlander staff sold off a set visit for charity and I had the highest bid. I visited the set for the filming of Dramatic License, which is I believe is that a Maury Ravinsky episode? It might be, which is the episode where Amanda reads a lot of romance novels. Just thought I would let you know. And Jim S, we can't wait to hear about it. When we get to that episode, you definitely have to write us like a full account and tell us uh, some cool stuff you saw.
1: So, account for yourself, Jim. That's right. It's pretty cool, man. Account for yourself. Unlike Keith, who has not accounted for himself well in his tax de- return, sure. <laughs> desperately needs an accountant. That's right.
2: All right, we got. A couple more left. These are actually for an episode we just did, Through the Glass Darkly. Ooh. This is from our good pal David G.
1: And this came through the internet from the dark web.
2: Oh, yeah. It's real dark down there. Yeah. We also, uh, while we were there, we uh, bought a bunch of uppers. That's right. <laughs> Guys, Through the Mirror Darkly. Wow. That Watcher Chronicle entry got dark really, really fast. Good episode as always, though. One thing, I'm surprised big time you didn't mention this. DeGray Scott was cast as Wolverine in Brian Rapey Singer's first <laughs> X-Men movie. So what happened? Mission Impossible 2 went over schedule, which bled into X-Men's shooting schedule. Scott's avail- unavailability, coupled with an onset injury, led to the role of Wolverine going to hugh jackman wow. and the rest
1: is hugh story <laughs> that's an interesting tidbit that i did not know
2: how would your life have been different amen if hugh jackman was not wolverine
1: think i'd be dead
2: oh that explains a lot absolutely yeah is yeah. that because he was such a positive role model in your life
1: extremely positive um it's my dream to become a down in your luck hopeless limo driver in a post-apocalyptic america
2: that checks out. And yeah. you do say Gene a lot.
1: Yeah, Gene.
2: But that's interesting, Keith. Did you know that DeGray Scott from Through the Glass Darkly was cast as Wolverine in the original X-Men?
0: Oh, you were in one of David's emails? <laughs> <laughs> you decided to correct something and say we didn't do our job well enough? That's right. We're oh, okay. It was just really <laughs> No, I did not know that, and it's pretty cool. That's it crazy. Cool. What yeah. a weird, different universe that would have been, right? It
1: would have been. We've established that if that happened, I would be dead.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear Oh, this. man.
1: <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. Is this the final email? I think That's it is final the final email. This is <bonding> the final email. From Jim S. Jim S. Is he- this his play ninth play- email? Play us out. That's right. <laughs>
0: play us out. What does that mean? Play you out. Fuck it. I'll do it live. live. I'll do it live fucking thing sucks <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is related to through a glass darkly i respected the ambition of this episode they were trying to do something other than a beheading of the week also the episode fits with the theme of the season getting stuck in the past mm. so that refer to our previous reader mail episode for jim's um themes email right just as mccloud was able to lay down his claymore and defeat cane who obsessed over his sword Just as Mac was able to get over the idea that he knew best for India and its people and Khmer didn't, Mac was able to get beyond his Scottish nationalism and leave that in the past, while Cochrane couldn't. I get that, but you guys were right that the execution was less than perfect, but I will forgive a TV show that has a full season, The Occasional Clunker. It happens. At least this was a failure of ambition and not some crap thrown at the wall in the (laughs) hope that something would stick. I gave it two stars. Not terrible, but certainly not an episode I'd watch if I were switching channels, looking through something to watch. Jim S. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Through Glass.
0: A lot of defending of uh, Through Glass Darkly. Darkly, and yeah. And at the end of the day, you like, you guys gave it one star. But I've got to disagree. It's two. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's, no, easy, easy No, day. no, I, I'm just teasing. You're trying
2: to do something different. No, I and agree. That
1: is worth pointing out. Well, sure. Yeah.
2: Rashomon
1: There's a lot of Instagram comments Defending the episode too huh. Really? Um, yeah, we don't read those on the air <laughs> Yeah Nope Because then we'd be here for 14 hours Would <laughs> we really? I mean if we also read all this other stuff oh, okay. But thanks, follow us on Instagram That's right
0: What's What's our Instagram handle? Like? At
1: Highlander Rewatch At the Rewatchers Does
0: it have a question mark on it The way you said it? <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> I believe we are the re. The no, re- what well, I think we are highlighter rewatch. I on think Instagram. so. Yeah. yeah, it's Twitter where the rewatchers. Yeah, because for some reason Highlander rewatched is taken on Twitter. That's what? weird. Uh, or, or no, is it not that? Or is it is it too long? Is Highlander oh, rewatch too, too long. long? Yeah, maybe that's it. Fucking thing sucks.
1: Fucking, <laughs> we'll do it. Fucking. But, well, uh, that
0: was fun to go through all that stuff. That yeah. kind of brightened up the uh, holiday for me a little That's bit, right. I think. Mm. Me too. Good to hear from the uh, the fans out there. The we old, do love you guys. The old fans out there. Yeah. People listening every week.
1: That's right. It's pretty cool. Uh,
2: you're a real treat.
1: You're the heroes we deserve. You're the Christmas gift we truly desire oh. and yeah. have received. So I guess it's been a good Christmas for us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. And then, your Christmas is about to get even better.
1: Well, Wh- whatever but, do you mean? This uh, reminds me of cryptic comments you left earlier in the episode.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I might have been leaving a trail of breadcrumbs to lead us to this moment. But... And I do love bread. Yeah.
1: you <laughs> eat enough of it, am I right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I didn't get you a loaf of bread, which oh. in retrospect was probably a misstep. I just want you to know that I want you to enjoy this Highlander quickening coat. Oh, my God. Goodness. It's perfectly proportioned. Is that two so that, buttons? <laughs> I don't know how many buttons it is. It's not pictured. Wow. But now that I feel pull, fold back the zipper. Yeah. No, it wouldn't have a zipper because they're buttons. Now that I fold back the uh flap here, I can see that there are two buttons. Wow. This is amazing, Kyle. And you know, you can put your sword in it. It's like perfectly sized so you can like put your sword in there and like when you're going around malls and want to terrify children, you can <laughs> You can pull out the sword and no one will know where it came from because it's like more or less unseeable.
1: Yeah, yeah. My sword. That, that's right. Well, anyway, here, here's your gift. Um, let me just uh, get get it out of here. Here you go. I think you're really going to like this.
2: Oh, thank you. Is this the uh, Highlander Card Master Collection tin with, like, every card ever printed in it?
1: That's right. And that's for every card ever printed that you own and love very dearly. You uh, can put all your cards in here.
2: Uh, oh, so it's, like, just the tin and the cards are not in it. That's right. It's empty. <laughs> so I can put my cards. The cards that you own. That I definitely have. I can put them in here and they'll look great that's thank right thank you that's such a oh, that is such a thoughtful gift and they will look wonderful in there i will put them on my mantle
1: yeah i mean this coat looks great i really wish i had a duncan mcleod replica sword with sheath never pictured on the tv show to hide under it uh well, hey wait,
2: guys you guys can do that when you get home
1: keith
0: what well, Keith. Yeah, Keith here from the Highlander Rewatch podcast. Keith. Oh, from the, that's that Keith, not the other Keith. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Kyle and I are exchanging gifts.
0: No, I am, no. Could you give us a moment? <laughs> We're having a tough moment. No, I know, no, no, I know. I, I remember from earlier with the gifts, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wait, <right>. that's right. <laughs> I was here. I'm sorry for lashing out. Uh, the holidays are a stressful time. No,
0: you. I know, but the holidays are also full of uh, you know joyful spirit and the you know the spirit of giving. And all the emails we got today from all these people all over the world that appreciate what we, we do. All over the world and Detroit. And Detroit, yeah. right. <laughs> Most from Detroit, right. <laughs> but they, they they showed me something about this, the spirit of giving and being appreciative. Uh, and, you know, earlier today you guys gave me some of your favorite things. And, I don't know, maybe it was a little selfish of me to take them and make a trade for these Highlander products that we have. I just want to say Merry Christmas to you two. I learned a lot about the spirit of giving today. <laughs> and seeing what you two sacrificed for each other... Really meant a lot. So, Eamon,
1: here's your sword. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah.
0: Really? And Kyle, here are your trading cards. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) gosh. My trading card collection. Thank you
1: so much. I
2: can put them in the tin now.
1: And now I can go to the mall and brandish it at a Paul Blart-esque authority figure you mean the mole cup that's right Mm. the very one the mall blart
0: so you guys cared so much about each other you sacrificed something you loved
1: for the other person that's the kind of thing you do for your friends keith yeah that's right your brothers in arms as it were it's cool so you guys seem to have pretty
0: good christmases you guys got what you wanted i guess we had
1: really good yeah this is like like
0: one of the best christmases ever right
1: i would give this christmas five letters from jim s
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would have
0: given it five Yule Logs.
1: Yep. yep. Well, I think Very this is a good Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, I don't and think n-
0: there's anything else you could ask for, I guess, right? On a, There is nothing no, else I the, would you ask you need, for. You would need, right? No, I guess not. I think, yeah. you guys I, are think pretty I can happy.
1: say for all of us here. Uh-huh. That everyone who deserved well,
0: yeah. a gift received one. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> everyone had a great Christmas. Me. Kyle, mm-hmm. others. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You and Kyle had a great Christmas. And Jim S. Yeah. So, Jim S. Jim, yeah. you know. Wendy. Wendy had a good Christmas. Dave. Mark. Dave. Dave newcomer. <laughs> Who's Dave? <laughs> I,
1: I was referring to David, but I called him Dave. Dave. Oh, yeah. Does I, he like that I moniker? Assume if right he right doesn't, let's from call from
0: him it. Alvin- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad you guys had a good Christmas.
1: Yeah. I'm glad yeah. too.
0: No, Keith, I hope you got everything you
2: wanted this Christmas. Yeah. From me too.
0: People. Yeah. Yeah. I guess from other people. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it's, not, it's nice when other, you know, when people you care about give, show their, you know, what, I don't know, whatever. It's no big deal. No big yeah, deal. no, that yeah. must be nice. But, yeah, so I, cool. I, I, I guess I don't get your point. I guess we should. Just, yeah.
1: Why do you keep bringing this up? No,
0: no, I just, you know, I'm not trying to say anything. I guess we should just close the episode out now, Keith. That can be your final gift to us. You can close this <laughs> out. Oh, so there's there's legitimately not going to be. I I see how it is. I'm not okay, guys. I'm What's, not getting anything this year. Uh, <laughs>
1: well. Uh, 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 we just
2: thought that we came here to hang out with you, and maybe that could be the gift.
0: That could be the gift. That sounds like a real afterthought.
1: The the gift of of of
0: podcasting? I don't need that. <laughs> so uh, I give that.
2: <laughs> so uh uh weeping your rewatchers, this is Kyle. This is Eamon.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Merry fucking Christmas. Hey, guys, even though I didn't get anything this year, <laughs> it's okay, because I got y- your two friendships. The
1: friendship of the two your of you, two which is worth,
0: honestly, after <laughs> today, a lot, not
2: much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone.
2: Yeah. Hey, i wishing wishing to, to you and yours a happy holiday, a merry Christmas, a happy new year, a wonderful Hanukkah, mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. I hope you're doing it with friends and family and having a great time.